When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. A Mike on Much podcast, unlike any uh, in the long and sort of storied run of our podcast. It's a big buildup. Storied. I like that. I know. It's very, it's intense. Uh, we're here with our friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman, and also our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. And dear listeners, we have a big announcement to make. This is the last Mike on Much podcast, as it has been named before. But essentially... It's not changing all that much. Max, what can listeners expect other than this monumental name change? Oh, my God. The emotions that all the listeners are probably going through right now are probably insane because we're all in this like jolly mood. And you just said it's the last Mike on Much podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. People are there. I bet you they're so fucked up right now listening to us. But Shane, <laughs> the most conceited wanna... man in the world. <laughs> Shane, do you want to do you want to break the news? What our new name is going to be called? A lot of debate whether or not we should even say this, but we could beep it. So if it's beeped, Mike changed his mind. But as of right now, we are telling everyone it's the best hang. That's the name. Whether it's beeped or not is up to Mike in the editing room. But yes, <laughs> the best hang podcast. Uh, we're very, very excited. Um, you know, we've talked for a long time about uh, does the name Mike on much represent the show because originally when we started the show mike it was just you and i and then we had this like third wheel uh that sort of hung out with us sometimes named shane yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah i guess i just had like uh, a five minute little section you guys didn't want me to be off the top i was cool with you off the top i had no max didn't want to be i'm trying to protect certain people here (laughs) max said let's just keep it me and you mike off the top and we'll bring this goofball in at the end you know what? Because I had uh, dreams of making this into like a serious sort of like NPR level show, right? <laughs> like, but then <laughs> as you know, as you work through things and you learn as you go, and you know, you kind of 
the show revealed itself to be not just a great interview show. And by the way, I stand by the assertion that Mike Veerman is the best interviewer in Canada and can guide any conversation uh, with the all-time with the all-time greats. He, he's as good as any. <laughs> I support but, that. Um, too it's true. It's true. And honestly, the, the, the show really leans on Mike's ability uh, to, to drive the thing because I'm a little loopy. Shane is a little awkward sometimes, you know, like Mike, Mike is really the point guard, as we like to say. Um, well, we don't have to bring other people down to prop Mike up, right? <laughs> we can just compliment up. Mike with them, like <laughs> throwing the exact opposite type of personality out there. <laughs> but uh, we also kind of realized that we really, some of the best parts of the show are just the three of us hanging out. And we're like, you know, this is sort of like the, the, the scope of the show has changed. And you know, does the name Mike on much sort of represent what the show has become? And we've been doing it for what five or six years? I don't even know how long. How long have we been doing the show for? We lost time in the pandemic. I was thinking about this the other day as I was thinking about sort of this transition. And like you said, this is like super exciting. We've obviously been talking about this for quite some time now. Uh, we've had the long list of different name options. And by the way, if you're starting a podcast or thinking of starting a podcast, ev it's every name is taken. Good luck. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And now one more is taken and that's the best hang, the best hang podcast, uh, which this will be um, going forward. Um, but yeah, the idea of changing the name to sort of fit more the format of the show, like we don't even have an interview for most episodes anymore. You know what I mean? Like, whereas originally it's like I was sitting down with somebody every episode for sort of a, an in-depth conversation. Now it's more just like a hang, hence the new name. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's kind of exciting to change it over. Also, like as we sort of evolve, much was in the old name. And although that was always supposed to be sort of a clever double entendre, like Mike on much, which could be much the channel here in Canada, like formerly much music or Mike on many things it still sort of had a bit of that much thing and now this feels like sort of this this new evolved thing that and sort of like show that we're going to be doing uh, starting on the very next podcast and if you want to you know if you go online and you start searching I think on Monday shit is live I don't know if I'm supposed to say that manager Ash I, mm. I, I think she said I could say that I don't know but it's a little nugget if you yeah, are listening stuff is live stuff is live Stuff is live. The joke being that you can't say <laughs> that shit. That I said yeah. shit? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I caught it late. And and I know that um, I just said that, we, you know, we've sort of steered away from interviews uh, in the recent years compared to the early days. Mm -hmm. But we are having a banger of a guest for episode one. And we have another interview in the books that we're very excited about. So we are going to be very selective, I think, when we do choose to have uh, guest before you know looking back it was like okay this person's available they'll give us you know eight minutes okay we'll do it it's kind of a name do any of us really care about this person sometimes not sometimes yes <laughs> but uh it, i think our policy moving forward is that it's only going to be people that we are absolutely excited about otherwise it'll just be the three idiots here talking which i think is all i think some people some listeners mm. of the show would say that's that's the best part also a suggested name for this podcast, The Three Idiots. Uh, <laughs> it was taken. Everything is taken. Uh, but yes, that is a great tease because we're starting big. Uh, you will hear at some point who our first guest is for the relaunched The Best Hang podcast. Uh, but like Max said, it is a banger. The interview's in the can. We all did it in person, hung out. That's all I'm going to say. But it was, a, it was a damn good time. And uh, I know our listeners can't see what Mike's wearing right now, but he has a beautiful new baseball hat on. And we're also going to tease that we have merch, okay? We have Lots new press photos. Uh, our, our buddy Nathan Nash, who's an Arkells photographer. Shout out! And all, all around uh, excellent, excellent team player, really talented human. Uh, we, we did a photo shoot at his house. Uh, we also went uh, to a very cool vintage clothing store in Hamilton called Omnis, and we, and we took some photos there, so shout out to them. And, and all that stuff is going to be online coming right up. And we want you to rep 
the brand because the brand is the best hang. And the, I think the reason why, why do we come up with that? Why do we land there? Because I, I, I know it's kind of obvious, but like, I think my relationship with podcasts, especially like my favorite kind of chat cast, which is just like friends hanging out is this feeling that you get where like, I'm just hanging with my friends. And sometimes I don't know these people personally, but it feels like I know them really well. And I, and I hope that anybody who's listening to the show feels like, you know us and you're and you're part of the gang and that you're part of our, our friend group because um, that's why we like doing it and hopefully we bring a bit of that like warmth and comfort and fun and humor uh, to your lives. What, what are you laughing about, Shane? Oh, just that fact that you said when you listen to a podcast, sometimes you don't know them personally. <laughs> sometimes I know them personally. Yeah. I know. That's just funny how, how big you are, Max. It's it's interesting, but that's not very relatable to be like, oh, I, I don't really know that guy. And I'm listening to a podcast. Isn't this odd? I just thought that was yeah, Jason funny... Bateman, Will Arnett. Yes. Close friends of mine. Those are your boys. Conan, Conan O'Brien. I just texted him this morning. Did you notice my hat I'm wearing right now? I did. You are wearing the the OG, the original uh, Mike on Much Mom podcast hat, which those are now, those are rare Collectors yeah, are these NFTs? And my second question is, <laughs> what is an NFT? <laughs> That's your topic for today. <laughs> um, it is true that, that, and honestly, the cool thing about that Mike on Much merch is it was it was a it was a it was a first run. It was a one time run. It happened. It existed sort of for that 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 fundraiser we did for Lupus back in the day with Catherine Reitman. But it it that's it. If you got one, hold on to it tight because they are never coming back. Oh, COVID locked away the merchandise. in a oh it, yes. It, at, 299 Queen Street. And I don't know if they've mm. moved it around, but somewhere in the world right now, there is a box of sweatshirts, hats, and t-shirts. You are right. You are right. That's like, yeah, that's like the, uh, like that, that vault that Geraldo went into. What was it? Al Capone's yes. vault. This is, and there was yeah, like nothing in reference. there, right? That was a lot of buildup. <laughs> it was a live TV event where they found the vault and Geraldo like breaks through the cave wall and then it's literally just empty. <laughs> and then uh, he had 59 minutes to kill on live TV. <laughs> That's a tough position to be in. Yeah. What kind of rock is this? Is this sedimentary? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, but it's exciting. And, and like to, to Max's question about the name, we had so many names. We were like, you know, like Shane, Max, myself, Ash. We're sort of, we're, we're firing all these different options. I'm shortlisting. I'm kind of up at night. And you throw like everything, bad names, good names, mm -hmm. everything. And everything is like taken. Shane had some great names and then those are taken. Everything's taken. And right before we sort of got on a call, to solidify the name. I can't remember what the name we were kind of going to go with. I don't know if we want to say alternate names, but uh, we had one that was kind of going to go. And then I kind of was sitting with like my notepad leading right up until the call. And I kind of like five minutes before the call, I was just sort of putting words together that I tried to like embody what we were doing. And then it sort of happened in that moment. And like you said, it sort of, it, it embodies exactly what we want this podcast to be and what I think it has been. Is anything else going to change about this pod, Max? Going for you said that people might be sad. Let the people know what is going to be different. Is anything going to be different other than the name? There's going to be a new theme song. Woo! Mm. Woo! And, is that uh, written by maybe a Juno winning uh, artist? I, maybe. Might be. Might be. I will say, though, <laughs> what a luxury you know, for us that it's like, cause sometimes we do just take for granted that like Max is like our pal, but like, it's like, Oh, like let's, let's do a theme song. Max is like, yeah, I want it. Like, like I want to do one. We're like, awesome. And then he just knocks one out and it's like, Oh, like Max just wrote a theme song for this, which is like, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't go sort of, um, un, un sort of appreciated by me that you just sort of like knocked out a song for this thing that a lot of people would sort of be like, Holy shit, a new Max Kerman banger. And we just got one for the podcast. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Max is a good songwriter. 
<laughs> well, you know, it, it, I kind of like the exercise of it. It's a similar exercise uh, for the the sketch show uh, that that you you guys are working on that I got to write the theme song for. That song because is amazing. That's one of my favorite songs you've ever done. So, and I do love oh, the theme song for the best hang. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. And, but it kind of reminds me of. Um, you know, sometimes you'd hear early kind of uh, Beatles stories of like Lennon and McCartney just like having songwriting competitions. It's like who can write a song by the morning kind of thing. And there's yeah. nothing like like a deadline and a theme just to get you going. Because I think oftentimes, especially when you're starting out as a songwriter, um, everything you write has to be like the most like deeply personal and emotional experience that actually happened to you. And you feel like you're like betraying yourself and the listener if you're just kind of like writing on a deadline but honestly writing on a deadline sometimes is uh the best thing you can do for yourself like truly it's it's like and i'm sure comedy and any other kind of creative work uh would apply to this idea right like wouldn't you guys say like okay we got to come up with like four ideas the only way i can get things done yeah yeah by five o'clock get get it done get it done were you like that in school, Max, with like essays and things? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was handing in in university, like if the essay was due at 9 a.m. I was usually finishing it like at 7 a.m. Like and I wouldn't start until like 11 p.m. the night before. I was just like bad, bad, bad. Oh. I would uh, in, in high school. I literally as I <laughs> if I had like a big English assignment do like it w- I would do it the night before. But I would put like my David Bowie's greatest hits like on the CD player and I would light like a player's extra light regular cigarette and I would sit in my bedroom and I would and I <laughs> and actually and, yeah 17 year old Mike would like I would I, that was my writing process like I thought I was Hemingway or some shit Hunter and S. I Thompson, would write yeah. yeah or Hunter S. Thompson and I would write and then I would go in the next morning and flop it on the desk and be like there you go you know and, and then I get and it you were allowed to smoke in the house oh yeah baby <laughs> the Veermans Veermans in the 90s man yeah my mom used to smoke in the house too Maxie, did you you know you didn't come from a smoking household, right? No, no, absolutely not. I don't even ever had a cigarette to be honest. But yeah. Um. See, my homework process was I would get the project, and then the night before, I still wouldn't do it, and then never <laughs> hand it in, and then get a literal zero <laughs> on the project. It's like it's better to be thought of a fool than open your mouth and remove all doubt. Yeah. And that's the way I thought about projects. I'm like, if I can't make this awesome or excellent. I don't want them to think I'm an idiot. I'm just not going to submit it and get a zero. Like, I don't want to get a 40 on work I legitimately did. You'd rather them think that you're lazy instead of stupid. Yes. So you were hoping that they're like, he's a genius, but he just won't do it. It's goodwill hunting all over again. Yeah. Shane, we were talking about this the other day um, because we met, we were in Hamilton and we were talking to somebody from Hamilton. Mm -hmm. I forgot how it came up, but they're asking like what high school you went to. And I kind of piped in. I'm like, Shane went to like five high schools, I'm pretty sure. And then and then you went through, what was the list again? It was kind of a funny list. It was, I don't know why that's funny, but Westmount, <laughs> McNabb, Barton, and yeah. then back to uh, McNabb. <laughs> yeah, like how did you get back to McNabb? <laughs> well, because then Barton kicked me out. So then I had to go back to a school that would take me, and then McNabb agreed to take me back. Why did Barton kick you out? Uh, I think lack of doing anything, poor grades. I was 18 years old in grade nine classes and I was humiliated. (laughs) I don't know. Again, don't know why this is funny. Um, I have ADHD guys. Uh, But then, um, then McNabb knew me and they liked me. So they allowed me to come back. The year was just like a a penalty year, but they really did like me. They didn't want to see me go. I mm-hmm. think the one thing we all have in common, mm-hmm. or maybe not Mike, but um, you did the announcements. I did the announcements at school. Mike, did you do the announcements? Did you ever host any assemblies? Yeah, I was forward-facing in a lot of ways, air bands, and like sort of like, yeah, I like to be the MC of stuff and sort of out front. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it makes sense. Um, last last bit of housekeeping. Uh, not even housekeeping. It's just actually just sort of uh, practical help that we're asking of you is um, when we've posted on Instagram or Twitter about feedback on a recent episode or, you know, have you subscribed? Have you told your friends? All of that, like hearing your feedback is always truly incredible. It means a lot to us. And when we ask, you know, where are you listening to the show? Where are you? uh, When do you listen to the show? Who are you guys out there? Uh, learning about you um, is awesome, and it really warms our hell, uh, our hearts every time we, we learn something about uh, the audience. Actually, somebody though said, said something kind of um, constructive. They said, "Can we stop talking about working out all the time?" Did you guys see that comment on Instagram? Yes, that person's a fitness person. She asked you to stop talking about it, not anyone else. Oh, I'm spreading misinformation, kind of. You just have theories that don't make sense with people who are actually <laughs> in the fitness world. <laughs> You're doing more damage than good, Max, every time you speak on the subject. It's turned into one of those podcasts. Interesting. Uh, Okay, well, noted. Um, But yeah, uh, but um, I think the the reason why we like knowing about you guys is that, um, you know, sometimes when it comes to promoting a pod or or getting the word out there, it's sort of a confusing thing because sometimes I think that we should be, you know, posting a lot more or posting more videos. Mm -hmm. But then I think about some of my favorite pods and I don't kind of consume any of them on any other platform but the podcast itself so i guess a question for you guys like what do you guys think is the best way to connect with people and more people and ha- and get the word out and 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 for our listeners let us know mm-hmm. like if there's a way that uh, that we could be connecting better with a broader audience because of course we want as many people to hear this as possible uh we'd love to hear from you but yeah shane you're a bit of a marketing mm-hmm. guru with this family tree uh, any thoughts for what we should be doing Ads work, making good 30-second promo works. It's a lot of work, but time is ultimately the best thing that's going to get people to listen to your podcast, just getting it out there and doing quality podcasts. Um, mentioning um, um, the, fi- the fitness person who uh, commented on Max, it got me thinking uh, just briefly about health and fitness and how I mentioned smoking earlier. I did want to say that I wrapped up that habit by the old age of 19. I was a grizzled veteran by 19. <laughs> I've been smoking since 15, but I, it's been a healthy life ever since. Well, I don't know about healthy, but uh, it's been smoking a life for not. sure. Definitely. It's been a life. That's it's inarguable. been a life. Yeah, it's well, still going. Uh, now, would you say you're a Peloton addict, Mike? I know you've got the Peloton. Keep in mind, I do have the app. And we are friends on the app. Oh shit! So you can see when I work out. Yes. Listen, I just had a I just had a baby. You know, I, can you defriend anybody? Uh, I'm wondering though, Shaney. I know you saw this, but did you see the Peloton like stock crashed? Like mm-hmm. I feel like we got in at the end of Rome. Like I feel like the Titanic is sinking, and we paid full boat for this goddamn bike, and they're gonna be dirt cheap in like three weeks. Well, we did get like an eight hundred dollar discount, but I think it could have we could have gotten it for like. 500 bucks in total yeah (laughs) if we had waited yes something's going on i think that guy dying on the peloton in sex in the city didn't help shani did you ever smoke did i ever smoke um i might have like puffed on a cigarette to to for a photo to look cool or to be funny sometimes i'll do it to be funny like we when we were in club kwama on the bachelor party we took a video of me smoking a cigarette for like 10 yes. seconds to be funny. And I was pretending to be drunk and like I was 26 years old, even though I was 30. I'm like, Shane Cunningham, 26 years old. I'm in Cuba. And I do this intro and somehow my parents saw it. So they think I smoke like secretly because it's in a video. 
Oh, man, that's great. And they also think I went there when I was 26, even though I was 30. Um, well, like we said, uh, as we keep this episode moving, this is the last Micah Much as a namesake. Uh, and I think later on in the episode, we'll sort of get to our, as we are kind of wrapping it up, even though this isn't really an end, it's just sort of just a continuation. But we're going to talk about sort of our favorite stuff from the last few years on Micah Much and what we did while it was still named that. But before we get to that near the end of the episode, we're just going to treat this like a real episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get to some topics, uh, which yeah. as all our listeners know, uh, we now bring in topics, uh, which is the new thing. And I'm, sp- I guessing that's going to be the thing on the best hang podcast going forward. Absolutely. So Maxi, uh, you did say in the group mm-hmm. chat, I got some stuff I want to hit. And whenever you say yeah. that, I'm always very curious to know what you're bringing in. Cause, uh, mm-hmm. it feels like you've thought about it and it, it feels urgent. What do you got? Okay. So have you, have you been following this Boris Johnson situation in the UK? No, Shane. No, so he's, he's one of your top five politicians, isn't he, Shane? <laughs> he might be top 20. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> this is the Boris Johnson, though, right? BJ. Yeah, we all know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the Boris Johnson. He was the mayor of England and then he became the leader of the conservative <laughs> party. And he's sort of he has uh, messy hair. Did I say mayor of England or mayor of London? You said the mayor of England. I was going to no, mayor of London. <laughs> Sorry. Is his hair very messy? It's like yeah. a lot like Gary Busey a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I know him. Yeah. yeah. It's like he's like a sloppy rich boy that's sort of uh, failed up. Anyway, sloppy rich on, boy is a good title. Sloppy that should have been the name the, of the maybe pod. That, yeah. That's the pod, the sloppy rich boys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so he's in a lot of trouble right now because he, he's sort of famously like kind of a silly politician. Like he keeps on, yeah, as you say, failing up, but. There's a lot of like kind of gaffes that happened to him. And um, while Britain was in lockdown, I believe this was a couple months ago, he started he threw a couple parties at his house. <laughs> did, did you hear about this? No. It's like um, a classic rules for everyone, different rules for me that these politicians. Yeah. yeah. And I think they put it under the guise that it was a quote unquote work event and that all like, you know, social distancing and masks would be, you know, uh, would be the rules and you had to, you know, it was, it was supposed to be like a serious work event, but really people were like smuggling like bo- bottles of booze and like their suitcase into the house and like a big party was being thrown. And now he's in a lot of trouble and he could be ousted from the party and leadership. Um, but it kind of got me thinking um, just about the idea uh, to a couple of bringing times. a suitcase, though, is very suspicious. I would just put a little <laughs> Mickey in your pocket. <laughs> Why is that suitcase clanging? Well, I mean, I, the idea of like politicians being responsible to the public is something that is interesting to me. You know, I have a, I have a friend who's an MP and he has to be so diligent, like he can't take any freebies like our get sent freebie stuff like somewhat often. And if you're a politician, you can't do that. You know, it's like if our Kells threw a little like if, if they said no more than 10 people at an event during COVID and, and I had 11 people at the event, like I don't think anybody would be calling for my head or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But um, 11 is conservative, mm-hmm. by the way. I've seen your parties, but go. on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was thinking about like secret parties being thrown. Mm-hmm. Um, and have, have you guys? Well, I have I have one secret party in mind that I was a part of during the pandemic and enough time has passed that I think I could talk about it. Um, but have you guys had any um, had to throw any sort of secret parties uh, at any point? And by the way, this could be like recent too. Like mm. this could be like I don't want my wife to know that I'm hanging out with this many guys. You know, sometimes you think about like <laughs> taxpayers' money, um, and like you know, a lot of Canadian politicians get in trouble if they like you know put a nineteen dollar like glass of orange juice on their hotel bill, and the Canadian tax- taxpayers are paying for it. And everybody's like really mad at them about it. So I was just thinking about this idea of like responsibility to, you know, people you're responsible to, uh, whether that's your wife or your family or your parents, if mm-hmm. this was back in the day. Um, and if you've ever gotten in trouble for it. Ooh. No, I, I never threw a party before, but I was part of a secret party for Mike's 40th birthday. 
<laughs> so Danica oh, organized right. that. We, you we weren't there, this, Max. Yeah. yeah. No, that was. No, by the way, it was really nice seeing you there, Shane. It meant a lot to have my friends be there. You know, the ones that made it. Well, in Max's defense, there were children there. That's true. So. Yeah, I, he would have. Yeah. It, so for the children's sake and Max's, it was good that they were not together. It was for the best. Mm. Uh, yeah, keep I, them separated. It's a good question. Like, like as far as house parties, like, yeah, like I had, we had people to our townhouse all the time, but it's not like my parents were like, no parties. Like I was smoking in my bedroom at 16. Like, it's not like they're going to be like, what? You had people over to drink? It's like, it was what it was. <laughs> Do you ever um, have to lie to your significant others about expenditures though? No, we, we keep it separated. That's a oh, you offspring. Oh, interesting. We, we, well, <laughs> well, that's why you would have to lie, though, Mike. Because if you can't lie, if you have the same bank account, but you can lie if they're separate. That's why this question applies to you more than anyone. I guess so, but there's nothing to lie about because it's like I, I just buy what I want. She buys what mm. she wants. Like I, we don't question. Is there anything one that you purpose. think that she would be like? Really, you spent this much on that kind of thing? Oh, like all in, the in time, a like, taxpayers kind of way. Yeah. Oh, like name it NBA league pass Uber eats. My McDonald's budget is out of control. Like, honestly, like if she, I, I, it's, it's best for me. She doesn't see the credit card bill. Like my, but do you hide it from her? No. I mean, if she wanted to see it, she could see it, but I wouldn't volunteer it. But I mean, okay, let's, (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't volunteer. (laughs) Let's say you bought something ridiculous and expensive. Like, like say like an exercise bike before the company crashed. (laughs) Uh, that is not cheap. Uh, but go on. Like yeah, go let's on. say yeah, it was Bonds. a Vince Carter stand-up cardboard thing, and it cost nine hundred dollars, <laughs> right. and it was signed or something. Would yeah. you try to sneak it in at a time when Danica wasn't home? And then you're like, I'm not lying to her. If she sees it, she sees it. However, I would like to not make it so blatantly obvious what I've purchased. The way that that works, because I've been in that situation. Like I bought, I, I ended up grabbing when we moved to this place. I got a big TV for the basement, and so the way that works is I'm like, I'm getting this thing. And then she'll kind of like, like in a roundabout way, she'll be like, she wants to know what kind of what it costs. She doesn't really care because she knows I'm buying it. What I do is I really round down the number. Mm. So like I'll take some <laughs> off so it doesn't sound so harsh. Cause then like, I just don't want her to be like, you're going to spend that on that. Like I almost got an arcade game for this basement. It was like, it, it would have been like 700 bucks and it's like a stand-up arcade, but it has like 300 games on it from like our youth. I don't even play video games, but I was like, oh, when guys start coming over to watch basketball, like they can play this video game. But I'm like... I, the price point was like just that that number where I'm like, when Danica's like, wait, what did you get for the basement? Like, shouldn't we get something for our kids? Like, you got an arcade game? Like, what? That would have been one where I would have felt very embarrassed mm. to tell her the price point. And I probably would have said like, it was only a couple hundred bucks and then just hoped there was no follow-up questions and not actually closer to $1,000. So that's how that manifests. How about you, Shane? What about like you with you and Alex? Mm, I'm pretty good about it. Like, I don't buy a lot of stuff. So when I do, Alex knows it's important to me. Yeah, I, I, she can check out our bank account, so it's hard to lie. I would never round down the number because then you're definitely going to get busted because <laughs> right. it's all right there. We share the bank account, and Alex is good about spending too. Just to be clear, Danica and I also obviously share a bank account and have like a joint credit card. We just have our own separate credit cards as well for things we want to do on our own. When we were at our photo shoot on the weekend at Omni's, uh, we were in the middle of a shoot, and then you were on the phone, and you couldn't pose for the camera, and you just said to us, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I can't talk. I right was now. in trouble. And I did. <laughs> I did actually trouble? make a ridiculous purchase at that Omni's place yes. to make up for it. <laughs> so, yeah, she's calling me. There was a kid's sleepover. Lucy was having her first sleepover with her cousin that night. And Alex gets really obsessed with making it so perfect. So that the projector had to be set up in the room and they needed like 
our big um what's that thing called you sleep on a mattress moved out into <laughs> lucy's room because she's going to sleep on a mattress with her cousin and there uh, a tp needed to be moving there and all these christmas lights oh wow it's a huge setup a huge ordeal uh the house was a mess everything needed to be clean so alex had to do that all by herself so she wasn't happy because I said photo shoot. I didn't know we were going to multiple locations and there was going to be a real photographer. Uh, I thought manager Ash was going to take a snap a few photos on her iPhone. But this was <laughs> on, we're than that. This was such an ordeal. Like it took three hours that we were gone and Alex was unhappy. So then I mm. thought, oh, I'll buy her a little gift. We're at this Ohm's place. And it seemed like, okay, like Omnis. Yeah. Omnis. Seem like, no, oh, everything's going to be reasonable. How much could a T-shirt be? She likes the Grateful <laughs> Dead. I take a, my, I mean, the fatal error here was taking a picture of the shirts, the Grateful Dead shirts, and then sending them to her. Mm. Like, oh, look where I am. You like this thing. Look, I'm near it. Maybe I'll buy it for you type of thing. <laughs> and then I pick it up. And I go, holy shit, 160 bucks. For a t-shirt. For a real deal vintage thing, though, that, that's the market for it, you know? That's that's the truth. I looked it up. It's 300 online to get that same shirt. Apparently, it's... You got a deal, real. baby. So, Mike has his eye on a, a hat for his brother. I did, yeah. And Mike, Mike looks at the price tag, and he's like, whoa, I don't uh, know about this. Like, Greg would like this, <laughs> but I don't know about it. So, he thinks about it, he thinks about it, and then he goes, I'm going to do it. And... The guys at Omni's were kissing your ass, Max, a lot. Like, they were big fans of yours. So we thought maybe we could get some of that rub off, maybe, and we'd get a deal. So Mike... 100%. Yeah, Mike comes up. He's like, what do you think the play is here? Do, like, is it weird if I ask for 20 bucks off that? Like, that's so insignificant. It might be a, a loser move. <laughs> like, no, the play is act like you don't need the discount. Then they'll give it to you, probably. Because <laughs> I heard the guys whispering to you, like, we're going to put a package together for you, Max, or something. I'm like, they're going to give Max free shit. They're going to let us, like, have a massive discount. So I'm watching Mike. I go, I'll watch to see what happens with you and signal me if you get a discount or something. And then I'll go forward with mine. So I'm watching Mike, and he's paying for this expensive hat presumably getting a discount and I'm holding the grateful dead shirt and I'm walking up and I'm looking, You're shaking, with I'm it. looking at Mike. I'm like, hmm, giving <laughs> eyebrows or something. And you give me nothing. You don't react at all. I missed but I've it. I was... walked, I've walked so far to the cash that it's going to look weird if I do like a dipsy doodle and come back. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm in big trouble. The I've ruined the sleepover. Alex pulled her back out. Cause she had to move this huge mattress by herself. I'm just going to do it no matter what. And then there wasn't even a, a like there wasn't even a moment where they considered giving me a discount. It's just like, you know what happened? <laughs> yeah. I, what happened is I go up and I buy this half for my brother and it wasn't cheap, but I'm like, listen, my brother gave me like a, a Raptors championship ring worth an ungodly amount of money. I'm like, I'm not going to, it's something that will bring my brother joy. I'm going to buy it. So I decided to buy it. I go up and the, I've got the one guy. It's like these two cool guys. They're very nice. They, they own the place. These young guys, they, they sort of like started this business. So part of like, ah, they're, you know, they're entrepreneurs, whatever I, you know, but like Mac, like Shane said, Max was getting the royal treatment. So I'm like, oh, maybe that will kind of rub off. So he starts ringing the hat through and it's like, okay, full price, whatever. I don't think about it. The second guy comes up and he says, he goes, oh, sweet brother. He's like, I'm going to sort you out. Or I'm gonna, and, and then the other guy goes, oh, I've already rung him in. And he goes, oh, okay. And then he goes and gets a bag. And I'm like, shit. I'm like, I went 
to the wrong guy. <laughs> so when I walked by you, Shane, I was shook because I was like, it was my timing. My timing. I could have gotten timing. sorted out because they were both talking so. to me when I was there. But I think they couldn't do you after they charged me full vote. Uh, I think that you yes. got screwed because of me. It was a domino effect. So I was said because they were asking where I was from. And I'm like, oh, we're all from Hamilton. They're like, wow, I didn't know you were all from Hamilton. And then I start playing up the high school thing. I'm like, yeah, what high school did you go to? I went to four high schools. And then Max came up perfectly. Or no, you did. And you go, oh, yeah. really? What high school did you graduate from, Shane? Yeah. Implying yeah. that I didn't graduate from high school. <laughs> which is really good because then it seems like, oh, maybe this guy's down and out or something. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe the discount's coming now. But it didn't do anything to help with the discount or dissuade them from <laughs> no. continuing guys guys can we just preface this whole conversation with the guys these kids that run the store they're like you know they got to be in their early 20s they could not have been sweeter they're the best to have all us. the commission they're making i'd be have a happy disposition too. <laughs> well, so, no, no here's the thing they, they are running their own little small business and they have the, their own storefront to pay for they've been living through a pandemic meanwhile all of us guys you know we own our own houses we uh, have secure jobs for the most part. <laughs> we're like, but 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 by the way, I've been in the exact same same boat as you guys. We're like, hmm, I wonder if they're gonna hook us up. I wonder if they're gonna hook us up. Like you said, all of this is one hundred percent true. No, these guys are great. Yeah, like it's more the, the semantic, like, very Larry David esque. Like, well, what? it's more the the, 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 the the concert. But Max, did you get hooked up? Was there a little side bag that got slipped to the Max? I know, no, no, I didn't. I didn't come up with anything. Maybe, maybe though. Maybe, maybe yeah, I know because they um, took your address and everything, Max. So they're sending you a goodie bag. <laughs> So you're holding back. You're like lying to us by omission here. <laughs> it's like easy for me to say. But this is my first topic. So I'm glad we talked about this. So when you present a gift to someone, especially a gift like this, where it's not obvious how much it is, do you tell the person how much it costs? Yeah. Me too. For multiple reasons. <laughs> for multiple reasons. One, I want the person to know how much I love them, how much I'd pay anything yeah. to you know, get, make them happy. See that smile on their face <laughs> too. So they don't fucking lose it. Cause mm. I was talking about Mike with this and he is the opposite thing where he didn't tell Greg, which I'm a I little suspicious of because in one hand <laughs> I'm thinking, Oh, Mike's not telling Greg because he just doesn't want to be ostentatious. But on the second thought process <laughs> I had is he knows Shane and he knows Shane's going to bring this up in the pod. So then you get credit <laughs> on both ends. No, I didn't. I, we had a text exchange, Shane and I, where he's like, did you give Greg that hat? I'm like, I did. And Shane immediately was like, did you let him know how much it was? I was like, I know. I, like, I took the price tag off. Mostly because I felt a little silly. Like, I was terrified Greg was going to be like, all right, I have a hat kind of like this. And then I spent all this money on this hat. So I almost wanted to give it to him as a gift that I was like, hey, I found this thing in a vintage shop. I thought of you. There. I didn't want to. I didn't bring up the price. Did he say he had a hat like that? No, oh, but okay. I was nervous that he oh, might have said he. It was this cool. It was this cool old school, like vintage Calgary Flames hat. My brother loves the Calgary Flames and he's got like a heavy rotation of hats. So just like it was like I want to get it for him. Uh, but I almost felt silly if I had like made a big deal about how much I'd spent. So that's why I didn't tell him. Uh, but what made me laugh, and I don't know if we'll share this on the pod, but you were like, did you tell Greg? I said, no. And I said, did you tell Alex? And you said, fuck yeah. And, and then what <laughs> not only say? did I tell her, I left the price tag on prominently. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. There was a lot of things I was uh, thinking about when, for you not telling Greg. And it, it also, what made me think of it was we had s seen Greg that day because he was part of episode one of the best hang. 
he was there documenting. We saw bit. we saw him the next day. The next we day, the, yes, the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed yeah. Greg was wearing a hat that day. However, he mm. wasn't wearing his prized Calgary Flames hat. And the reason I not. think is he didn't know the value of the hat. Had he known, <laughs> it would have increased the value to him. But as is, mm. he's not going to appreciate it in the same way. He's going to lose the hat now, and he's going to be like, oh, Mike, I lost that hat. Where'd you get that? I got to replace it. And you're going to be like, mm, okay, that hat was, you know, 140 bucks." <laughs> I did tell you to tell Greg what it costs at my funeral. Yes. Assuming you both outlive me, I said, just tell Greg what it costs when you're both at my funeral. <laughs> and that's when he'll know that I, I, I spent a lot. He won't listen to this podcast. You don't think he will? Uh, I think you have to give him a reason to listen. Although he did bring mm-hmm. something up when we saw him the other day. But uh, I can't remember what it was. However, Maxi, uh, so you do let people know the price of a gift. It depends. I usually don't get a lot of expensive gifts, but I will say that I did take my two <clears throat> nephews to the, the Blue Jays game the other day. Or not the other mm-hmm. day, like in the summer. And they were really good seats, and I, got, I kind of called in a favor for it. And I just don't think that they were appreciating them as much. I was like, we're first row right in front of the first baseman. Like, do you get it? Like, they're kind of like not really paying attention. I was like, turn around. Joe's people behind you, they're, they're behind you. We are in the first row. This seat is more expensive than all the I'm people. I'm sure the people you. behind you appreciated this conversation. <laughs> they are scrubs. We're elite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did mention And it. you also yeah. mentioned it to your niece when you were playing a song to her. You were serenading her, teasing <laughs> oh, her. Oh, yes. That was great. But you put up yeah. a TikTok where you mentioned how much people would be willing to pay for that type of performance. That's right. Yeah, they don't, they don't appreciate it. You know, it's just like, so sometimes you got to let them know. Would you ever do like cameos that are like roast songs? Like what you did? Would you roast people Ooh, in song? Like yeah. as, a, as, a, uh, as an offering? Yeah. Yeah, I could do it. I mean, I do. I wouldn't be like crass about it, but I'd roast some people for sure. I think that'd be good. <laughs> Mike, uh, what, give me give me your topic. What, what do you got today? Uh, I, when I said let's, I kind of wanted to talk about. <laughs> I'm in a bit of a panic, boys. Yeah, <laughs> busted. Someone didn't do his homework. Max, I got a new baby. I got no. I uh, oh, I got something then. Hmm. Oh, hit me. I got another one. Okay, we can cut that. But um, no, 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 we don't have to cut that. <clears throat> when I put it in the group that I wanted to talk about, sort of some of our best stuff from what it was will now formally be called Mike on Much. You said that can be your topic. I got some shit I want to talk about. It's <laughs> 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 so like all right, that will be my topic. It's a good topic. Yeah. So, so for me, that I felt like I was absolved. Yeah, let's keep okay, it going. We'll we do one time. more, and then we'll and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so Neil Young, did you see this thing about Neil Young? Oh Spotify? yeah, Shane. He tweeted something. Well, basically, he said. Uh, hey Spotify, you can either have Joe Rogan or you can have Neil Young, but you can't have both. And apparently, he wants to pull his music off Spotify, the streaming network, because uh, it's the same place that hosted the Joe Rogan podcast. And Rogan famously has now been a spreader of sort of misinformation when it comes to the COVID vaccines and among other things. Um, so, I the, the kind of the thought I had was like, I really appreciate Neil Young for taking a stance and i'd say most musicians can't do that I, th- I think most musicians if you want to be a working musician like you know you're living in an ecosystem which includes these streaming platforms and it's not like he's putting out m- new music no but the catalog stuff like the, the biggest revenue uh generators on any of the platforms are the cat like the, the 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 past catalogs of our most famous artists so like neil young is probably generating a lot of money for songs he, he wrote and recorded in 1975 um and so I guess my question is, is like, do, do you wish there was more people like Neil Young who are sort of towards the end of their career and their life 
and who take more sort of heartened stands on stances on things. I don't really see any other musician like anyone, the Rolling Stones, you know, Springsteen, uh, name them going, you know what? I actually kind of believe in this thing and I don't need to have my music here and screw it. I'm going to put my foot down. Like, do, do, do you wish that happened more often? And is there anything that you guys put your foot down on? Uh, because specifically I was, uh, hanging out with, um, the, the doctor, uh, Professor Matt Savelli, and he doesn't like Uber for some political reasons. I think the way they treat their workers, et cetera. Um, he, he'll get in an Uber. If like, if I'm like, hey, I'm calling Uber, he'll, he'll ride with me, but he will not call an Uber himself because he's, he is against that. He'd rather call a cab. Um, what a freedom fighter. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but what are you doing shane what nothing i didn't what say i'm doing? doing anything i'm not i'm younger people i'm not saying i'm young but younger people we don't do anything we've got too much to lose you can't go out there making stances no in 40 years i'll do anything arrest me throw me in jail i don't give a shit but right now i can't lose my life <laughs> Like, is it really that impressive that like a guy who's worth a hundred mil wants to be removed from Spotify? Who he doesn't he doesn't have enough time to spend all the money he has. It's not impressive. No one else is doing it. You know what though? Well, two things. One, it was funny when I saw that story because obviously it's like it's a nice sentiment, and Neil Young sort of has a history of political sort of statements. This song Ohio is you know about mm -hmm. demonstrations and the violence there. So like he leans that way. Some musicians just don't think about these things. You know, Shane talks about how he's apolitical in a lot of ways. If you're a musician who is, then taking a stand maybe isn't your thing you just kind of want to write cool tunes the second thing i thought about when i saw this sort of neil young piece was it reminded me a lot of that moment in the simpsons with the flaming moes where it's like neil young sort of makes this stand and it gets like 24 hours of press but like joe rogan despite the misinformation is still probably one of the most popular podcasts in the world and spotify if they had to choose mm -hmm. between neil young and joe rogan that is literally a two-second conversation. It'd be like, Neil, we love you. You're a legend. Thank you for being here at the time. But if you'd like to remove your music, go ahead. Like, they're not taking Joe Rogan off. I don't care. Like, you'd need, you'd need like, 50 artists that are like Kanye, Jay-Z, The Beatles. You'd have to be so immense to get them to walk away from Joe Rogan at this point for what they've invested in him and how many ears he reaches. So it almost feels in some ways like a symbolic gesture mm -hmm. more than one that has any sort of practical sort of effect on the way things go. Mike, um, you, you've dabbled in vegetarianism. Um, <laughs> well, much like the doctor, I also am a freedom fighter. Yeah. Any other things you're like, ah, you know what? I would do this if, uh, if the circumstances were a little bit more in my Would favorite. you eat a chicken nugget, Mike? Oh, I eat chicken. I eat chicken and fish. I chicken. You're like the Matt Savelli of the oh, no. vegetarianism. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, just beef and pork. And and I'm not like some big, it's not a big philosophical thing. It's almost silly. I saw the movie Oakjaw and I was like, I don't want to eat pigs anymore. So like a fictional film is what made me sort of. So if there was a really way. emotional chicken film, that could sway you. Yeah, I could. they could get hmm. me off of it, I think, maybe. But I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, Max, you're the one that is the, the very public facing person. Uh, and you guys do sort of speak out, I think, in some ways you are. You're not in a, a non-political band. Um, but yeah, I mean, are, are, would you is there any cause you'd be willing to lose everything for? Not that that's what Neil Young did. Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, I, I'm very I'm very conveniently political in some ways, like in a sneaky way mm -hmm. where it's just like war on car, hate cars, Ugh, cars, cars, cars. I just like like riding my bike a lot more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like or, or I don't like, oh, like I'll take the go bus. And it's just like, I just don't like driving. Like, I just don't want to, like, deal with rush hour. And I'd rather 
be like working and doing phone calls. So I think it's um, it served me well because it's like a lot of the things I just like happen to like uh, are also sort of like forward thinking ideas. But I think that's just a coincidence if I'm being totally honest. Do you like Uber? Uh, I'll, I'll fuck with an Uber. Sure. Mm. You know, those are cars, though, Max. <laughs> it's a contradiction. <laughs> yeah. Max is a hypocrite. Uh, I do think like when it comes to um, like, here's the question. Let's say that, and this to all three of us, let's say that we all had an opportunity to make, I don't know, name a number. I don't care. $50 million. I'll in do a country. it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> continue. Continue. <laughs> and this gets back sort of to the Nike NBA thing, LeBron James thing that happened forever ago uh, with Daryl Morey. But let's say there's a country with like sort of a bad track record on human rights, but there is an opportunity there. Would you let your sort of um, moral compass make you walk away from that amount of money? Shaney. Um, Max, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So the question was, is there an amount of money that would make me... Um... Let's say hypothetically there's some like dude that is kind of like rumored to be a bad dude and he's like the mm. son of some like uh, oil baron. and mm. But he's the biggest Arkells fan and he wants you to play his 25th mm. birthday. Do you guys do you guys fly out there and do the birthday in this foreign land with a bad track record mm. on human rights? Or do you say, you know what? Not going to happen. Great question because I um, I think just in my personality in general I, I um, like to find the goodness in people so I think <laughs> I really found the goodness no. in this guy once this offer came through that's a pretty generous offer no, 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 me, he's a generous listen. man <laughs> no 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 I'm not I'm, no 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 wait I'm not finished no, no. so that's I his think best I, trait I, that he's generous <laughs> based on based on what he's paying the Arkells listen guys. <laughs> He's no cheapskate. Say what yeah. you will about this oil baron. <laughs> no, no. Generous so, I, so here's the thing. Because I know, I, and I can kind of get along with a lot of people, you know, and um, I think I know that about myself. And sometimes that causes me to have blinders on. So what I do is I usually just ask Nick in our band to make the decision. Mm. Or Dr. Savelli or Matt Savelli. So basically I know... Uh, what I am, what what my blind spots are, and I know how I can be charmed, and I know how, you know, what I'm susceptible to. So I usually just say to Nick, I'm like, Nick, should we do this? And then Nick will like very quickly shoot stuff down. I'm like, okay, we probably shouldn't do that, and then we don't do it. So you need everyone needs a Nick. Is my is my point? There you go. Mm -hmm. Shaney, circling back to you. Well, for me, I like to look at it. If I get a lot of money, I can do a lot of good with that money. Like for my family and myself, <laughs> improve some situations in the world. My own. No, um, I would. I would donate to charity. Maybe if it's like an oil guy and I'm against oil, I I donate it to an anti-oil organization, and then I get the tax credit, so everyone wins. What about you, Mike? Oh, like any of these hypotheticals, I'd like to say that I I would I would say no. listen truthfully, like. There have been times in my life, like, so for instance, I, people that listen to this podcast know that I was in a band. There was a, uh, there was a, a candy company that wanted to do like a, a partnership with us. And it was for not an un insignificant amount of money. I'll, I'll say it was a decade ago. So it was $60,000, which was like a fortune for our band at the time. But it was like, we were going to have to do some candy at the shows and there was going to be some like merch involved with candy on it. And in the moment I was like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't think that's very cool. And so to like sort of the shock and I'm sure annoyance of our management, like we passed. Uh, but that's for cool reasons, not necessarily ethical ones. 
No, that's right. That's totally right. But so if I'm doing that for cool reasons, then for ethically, I could see myself. Here's the thing, though. There's a day that goes by where I don't regret not taking that money. What the fuck was I thinking? That was crazy. What was I thinking? Actually? Well, not a day. I don't care. It's, the 60 would have been gone in a second, the way our band drank. Like, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but uh, but I'm saying, like, I'm saying, like, the, 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 the idea, I think philosophically, I feel like maybe it would have been prudent to just take that opportunity because it leads to other opportunities i don't really have any regret about it or anything but i but I, every once in a while i think about why did i make that choice so then cut ahead to like say we have an opportunity this podcast and it's like we're gonna go we're gonna make a boatload of money to be affiliated with somebody it's like it would i would have a very long sort of internal struggle about it and i don't know the answer if i would say no but i wouldn't surprise myself if i said actually i'm gonna pass like life is good right now but also my situation's all right. You know what I mean? So like it is, it, it, it's circumstantial for me, but I also think that it wouldn't surprise me if I'm like, hey, $50 million is $50 million or whatever that is. So I'm sure we all have a number and we can justify it to ourselves. Other, either it's like, I can use that money for good or what Max says, hey, like we can find the good in other people and we can justify these things to ourselves. But I wouldn't be surprised either way. Shani, could you see me walking away from a ton of money on, on based on a moral stance? It's, I think you would be able to turn it down knowing you'd be able to get another opportunity somewhere else with something that's a better fit and aligns with you on all fronts. Cause it's a bad look too. These days it's twofold. It's like, yeah, I don't want to be involved in something that's morally wrong, but I also don't want to have that stink on me publicly to be called mm. out potentially ruined. So if Max, yeah. maybe Max wants the oil money, but you're like, this is going to be <laughs> bad press, which is going to cost me money in the end. Guys, this is a great segue because I know we have to wrap up shortly. Um, but we are accepting sponsors. So unless you're an oil baron on the pod, uh, we, we, we've made this. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, so if you're up to no good, you know, if, you're, if your brand is up to no good, we don't want you. Yeah. But if you're up to yeah. some good stuff, uh, give, give us a holler. And to clarify, it was oil baron that has done bad things, was yes. a bad dude. <laughs> bad track record on him. I mean, oil, we can talk about, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it does make the world go round. Uh, but. As we enter sort of the last part of, of our show, yeah, let's just take a moment to sort of uh, put Mike mm -hmm. on much to bed as it as it were. Um, I, I mean, for me, I was thinking about this as we've sort of, it's been like a month or whatever, a couple months as we've been mulling this decision and coming up with the names. And I was thinking, oh, it's like nothing really changes. And the show has been different for the last couple of years anyway, pretty much starting with the freedoms, which Shane had named back mm -hmm. in the day when we started going more to like a format where it's like, we don't need a guest. It can just be the three of us. But it made me reflect sort of on what we've done over the last half decade or more, more than that. And I frame it almost in a more personal way. So like we have our listeners and thank you, especially if you're a day one listener or if you came in a couple years into it and you went back and back cataloged it. But for me, it's, it's crazy that these sort of like hour long bits of audio exist that span sort of the, some of the most formative years of my life. I got married while I was doing this show. I had kids while mm. I was doing the show. I lost my father while I was doing this show. And one of my favorite mm. all time episodes is the one where we talked about him for an hour and he now lives sort of in this audio format, sort of being remembered uh, by us mm. three and my brother in a way that doesn't exist without Mike on much. And so like, it's like sort of these seminal moments throughout my life happened while I was doing the show and then in many ways on the show talking about them the birth of my kid like I said or burying my father and all that stuff but um so yeah like it has been an awesome run and I'm super excited to keep doing it but um did anything stick out to you guys you know and, and what's interesting is like we've done interviews like I've talked to over a hundred of sort of the biggest musicians actors directors in the world um and obviously I could talk about you know we, we've talked about the Noel Gallagher and all that stuff but what stands out to me actually weirdly is the personal stuff the laughs with you guys and then sort of just talking about the, the moments that happened in my life that maybe I can listen back to in 
20 years from now or my kids might go like oh who was my dad back then and they can hear that and that's kind of what i've enjoyed about doing the pod up to this point shaney do you got anything that uh, stood out over the last uh, few years with the podcast mm, not really no i'm kidding uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think yeah like you said grown up on i was a single man when we started this podcast now i'm been married yeah. for five years have two girls so i'm a completely different person just because i feel like there's so much growth that has happened from us all and like the way you look yeah. at the world the world has changed so much in this six years too also just being able to do all those digital desserts go to jfl mm. been amazing yes like not only to go to jfl which is an incredible experience in itself like we saw dave Chappelle at a private club did shots with him yeah which is amazing experience like those times at jfl some of the best of my life but we performed at jfl did a live show and I got to present a digital dessert that I did to see how that would play in front of a live audience. Yeah. And it just killed. And that's an, such an exhilarating feeling. And it's rare because often you create something and you put it on the internet. And if it gets a lot of likes, you assume people like it. But it's different than actually hearing laughs in real time and people collectively enjoy something. So both the live shows we did, I got to experience that thing that is few and far between. And not very many people get to have that. So through this podcast, I got to have moments like that. Talked to Jim Carrey on a red carpet. It was very cool. Again, that oh, happened yeah. at JFL. But I asked him um, what Moby Dick's father's name was. <laughs> and he was super into it. And then I said, Papa Boner. And he was so disappointed at me. And just, and that, but it was so memorable. It's like, what a wasted opportunity, but such a great opportunity to talk to Jim. And didn't you ask Judd Apatow before? You're like, I'm going to try this joke on Jim Carrey. What do you think? I ran a bunch of stuff through Judd Apatow. I was, I was testing roasts out. Yeah, and part yeah, of the joke where my roasts were so blunt and... He was like, don't do that. That This joke doesn't work. Like, <laughs> and he was very disappointed with me, too. But it, it did inform a lot in digital desserts and how to amp them up and not just make them, you know, so base level to add a little bit of wit to them and make them more clever. So huge mm -hmm. thank you to Sarah McLaren. Cause yeah, big shouts. And obviously Justin Stockman. Like, who should we thank? I feel like there's a lot of people. There, oh, no, you. that's like, no, that's that's a great that's a great point like this. I mean, if we're going to go back to sort of the impetus of Micah much and listen, like even traveling stuff like even like Coachella was this amazing experience mm -hmm. that obviously happens through Max and Ash and all this hard work, the traveling. But like this thing started because Max brought me out for like a coffee and was like, you should do a podcast. And I was like, eh, you know, classic Mike, like, I'm, eh, maybe whatever. Max's enthusiasm brings me along. And we go and we pitch it to Justin and then Justin Stockman sort of makes it happen. And then we go on this journey that has brought us to different parts all around like North America and all these experiences, like, like Shane said, just for laughs, uh, Coachella, like all this great stuff. But yeah, Sarah McLaren, uh, Justin Stockman has Greg been Stewart, Greg Stewart. Oh my God. All the interviews, Greg yeah. Stewart, 100% Greg Stewart, uh, Mike McShane, uh, Alyssa Petru, uh, Risa Rosenfield, um, so many Jenna Gregory uh, from Jenna's Doodles, all the sketches that we used to uh, to do in in, in the uh, the original episodes for our guests. Uh, that's Jenna. She's amazing. Um, Tara Paquette, who uh, she sort of did the logo. She was in-house design. She did all of the um, she would take Jenna's uh, um, sketches and she would sort of put the package together with the Micah Much logo and then sort of the hand drawn artist name underneath. That whole thing was 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 Tara. She's amazing. 
Yeah, Dan Carruthers, who helped out. Oh, Webby, Webby D. D. Yes, yeah. huge. Erica, like there's so many people along the way that have sort of been a part of this thing because it's been so sprawling. Like with Erica, mm-hmm. Veronique. Uh, yeah, there's, it's been it's been great. If we are forgetting yeah. you, sorry, it's just because we're kind of going off the cuff here. We yeah, should, huge shout out to down. Veronique. She uh, yeah. made all the digital desserts possible. And in the Arkell's digital dessert, which is hilarious, mm-hmm. she's a big part of that <laughs> as an actress. Yes, she's great. Yeah. Maxie, how do you feel about it all? Yeah, you know, I, I usually don't like looking back on anything that I've done. I, like, I, I don't like hearing what I sounded like, you know, two weeks ago, let alone two years ago. But I, I never really thought about this, uh, Mike, in, in that context of like, it's a bit of a diary to a degree where it's just like, oh, he, here's a moment in time where it's like, it's more than just a photograph. It's like, oh, that's the sound of my voice. Listen to this audio file. Every time I hear it makes me smile. That was, it's a Nickelback. That's the theme song. Because that, that. photograph and laugh rhyme, but file and smile. <laughs> you did say you were a good songwriter. I am. Yeah, there's, your, there's the theme. Um, but I'd say that um, the other, the most important thing for me um, is that, you know, my job really since I was 22 was with Arkells and it still is my primary job and, and I, and I love it and I'm grateful for that job and, um, and the, and the relationships I have with, you know, Mike, Tim, Tony, and Nick and, and the extended team there. Uh, but I've never really had a chance to do anything else, you know, and I think it's actually helped with my like growth as sort of like an adult and a professional person who likes just making stuff. Uh, I think getting a chance to collaborate with you guys and work through just, just problem solve, basically, you know, it's like, you know, there's, you know, whether it's like, what day of the week are we doing the pod? How are we getting the pod up? What does the Instagram post look like? What does the description look like? Okay. Uh, you know, manager Ash obviously, uh, is such a huge part of everything I do. And, you know, her listening back to the episodes and doing so much work that, uh, doesn't get any attention, but keeping us all sort of straightened in line in the way that she does for our Kells. Um, but it just really solidified this idea that I can have a really joyful, fun, meaningful life if I just keep on making mm-hmm. stuff with friends. It's really like, you know, like, and, and I don't think I would have necessarily come to that idea if, if I'd only stuck with the band. You know, I think um, the it's and when you only know one thing, you don't appreciate it as much either. I think I've come to appreciate the band more because I've had a chance to do things outside of the band and I and I realize how precious the band is. This feels like a diss a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of like oh, after no, I worked with no. you guys, I realized yeah. how easy it was with the band. No, 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 absolutely okay. not. No, no, no. Correct. No, no. Stop it, stop it. A little bit. Uh, We're just joking. And, and, He's being sincere, Shane. Come on, let's No, no, I really I, And I am too. It sincerely hurt me. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I um and, you know, and I do and I do the restaurant with with Nick. Uh, I do odds with Nick and uh and and our team there, Rock and, and John Rome. And I learn from them too. So it's like, but the fact that I get to, you know, come back and do this with you guys every week, it's just such a fun part of my week. Uh, Not only the show itself, but thinking about the show. And, uh, you know, I say this a lot, but like I have a pretty limited skill set and I, but I bring a particular like energy and enthusiasm or an optimism to the projects, but I really lean on the other talent in the room to like make the vision come true. That's why like I, the idea of ever doing something like myself, like the Max Kerman podcast or the Max Kerman band or the Max Kerman restaurant or any of that shit. Like I, I, I never really crossed my mind ever because it's not as fun. You know, it's just like not as fun. And I don't think, and I don't think it's as good. Um, so I, uh, I really, you know, I'm grateful for 
the, getting the chance to, to share the microphone with you guys because you guys, if it was just me, it wouldn't be great. But it, like Mike being the point guard and Shane being the funniest dude we know makes it really easy and fun for me. And I think like the sum of the parts is greater than whatever the fuck that expression mm -hmm. is. That's so, it. So um, yeah, that, that I think <laughs> you say that's it. Yeah, that works. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, um, you know, looking back on the show, it's just more of just like, I can't think of a specific, I mean, of course I remember Coachella. I, I vaguely remember the live shows. I vaguely remember a bunch of stuff, but it's more just like the overall feeling that it's given me. Uh, and even even in the days that it's sort of like not hard, but challenging mm -hmm. when it comes to like going through an editorial decision, like, are we going to leave that bit in the podcast yeah. or like, how do we get this pod out in time when, you know, everybody's super fucking busy? How do we like the problem solving is fucking amazing. And like when you actually like talk through something, you land on it, everybody's feeling good. You're getting a consensus. It's like though that feeling that I get to experience like every week is amazing and I wouldn't trade it for anything. So uh, big, big love to you too. Big love to, to manager Ash and, uh, and big love to everybody who's, who's been listening. Yeah. And, uh, like we said, it's been an awesome run, but the run ain't over. It continues on. Uh, it just continues on under a new name, which is The Best Hang. Uh, and we're very excited for that because going forward, our first episode is going to be big name guest. We're all very excited. We recorded it the other day. Uh, uh, it's really cool. And we're excited. For you. There's some musical elements to the interview. I, I think that's enough of a tease. I think I can say that, right? Or does that get people yeah. too hyped? I don't know. No, that's great. I love it. I guess we can wrap on that. What, everyone's excited about the new episode. I don't really know how to end this thing now other than to just say it's not ending. It's not over. It's not goodbye. Yeah. It's see you next week. <laughs> yeah, I have a topic that maybe I can yeah, tease that we can talk about in the future of the best hang because it might require a little research. I so love it. Hugh Hefner apparently used to have sex with dogs <laughs> or fool around with them. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> just, just, just heavy petting. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember like uh that feeling i had you know when we first started this podcast where i was like you know shane should only have a limited amount of space <laughs> in the podcast <laughs> but it is interesting annie's doing a whole documentary series on hugh hefner and his uh bestiality and how he is with how he was what and playboy is disowning him a little bit so i wanted to talk about playboy a little bit it's a tease for the next episode well Okay. All right. That's as good a way to end it as any. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Honestly, if you've been a Michael Much listener this past however many years, we we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for going on this journey, and can't wait to keep uh, on the journey with uh, the new podcast. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you so much for listening. Um, subscribe, rate, all that business, and uh, that's it. That's all. That's our episode. See you next week. The best hang podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.